Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is a special edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for April the 1st. It is Holy Thursday and the beginning of the Tridium, three days, the three most solemn days in the church year. Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, leading to the glorious resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ on Easter, for he is not found among the dead. Death and sin could not hold him, for in the Holy Spirit, for the glory of the Father, Jesus has been raised from the dead. And with that, Jesus took to the cross sin, guilt, and death. They did not have the last and final words in God's creation and within each and every one of us it is that sacrifice of the cross. But it begins on Holy Thursday, which we solemnly enter into on this holy day. And our reading comes to us by way of the Gospel of John, chapter 13, the beginning of the Book of Glory. Jesus begins to reveal his glory, the glory of the Father in the Holy Spirit. Chapter 13, verses 1 through 15. And it is uh, a familiar, familiar passage. And in fact, it's acted out in the Holy Thursday liturgical offering at Mass. It is the washing of the feet. And the washing of the feet, we kind of see as symbolic and we kind of look at it and we're somewhat used to it, and uh, that's unfortunate because it is a perpetual reminder of who Jesus is and what Jesus calls each and every one of us to be, one to the other. It is the feast of the Passover, and Jesus gathers uh, his own. This is an intimate this is an intimate last supper. Uh, it is the Passover, but it will be a new Passover, for Jesus himself will be both the sacrifice and the one offered. It is that new and eternal covenant with Jesus on the cross. And Jesus is present uh, with the disciples. And while they are at table, preparing and taking part in the meal. Jesus does something that's shocking, as we'll see in Peter's reaction. Jesus rises, gets up, and he takes off his cloak. He picks up a towel, ties it around himself. He pours water into a basin. And he begins to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel he has around him. Now, this particular ritual of washing of the feet of those uh, at the table, that was done by the most uh, menial of servants because it was the most menial of tasks. The lowest of the servants in the house was the one assigned to that particular task. 
And here is Jesus, Savior, Lord, Master, Teacher, who is washing the feet of the disciples. And uh, it's shocking because John doesn't give us any reason for Jesus doing this. But I would suggest to you, if you look at Gospel of St. Luke, uh, chapter 22, 23, and 24, you'll see that Luke presents them at the table. And what happens when they're at the table? See, John doesn't tell us this. Luke does. A dispute breaks out among them. They're at the table. And the dispute breaks out, an argument. And the argument centers around who will be the greatest. In other words, the disciples know at some level that it was a bad idea for Jesus to go to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover, because this is what the religious authorities had been waiting for, their chance to grab Jesus, aided by the governmental and political establishment, the Romans, because the Romans wanted to keep the establishment of the religious authorities in their place because religious authorities obeyed uh, the Romans so that they could keep their position for power. And <clears throat> the disciples knew this. Peter has continually tried to keep Jesus away from Jerusalem, <clears throat> pardon me, as we remember. And uh, they know that Jesus' days are numbered. And this is the very thing they did not want to have happen. But it's happening. And so when Jesus is out of the picture, who's going to take over? So this argument develops. Peter's saying, well, I'm, uh, I'm the one with the keys. I should be running the show. I'm the rock upon whom he'll build his church. And the others, of course, chime in with their qualification. And so Jesus is giving them, we might call it a parable in action. The greatest among you must be the servant. The servant of the servants. That's the official title of the Pope. The servant of the servants. For if you wish to be greatest, you must be the least. If you wish to, to lead, you must learn to be a servant, even in the most menial of tasks that no one else may want to do or consider it a disgrace to have to do. And yet Jesus assumes that role. That's what Jesus invites us as well. And so... <clears throat> Peter, uh, he, uh, he's shocked at this, and he says, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus says, you may not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. That is, after all that is going to take place in the coming of the Holy Spirit, Peter will understand that the keys mean he is to be the servant of the servant. He will lay down his life as well. And Peter says, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus says, 
If I do not wash your feet, you will have no share in my heritage. <clears throat> Pardon me. So, if this deep truth of being a servant and pouring yourself out does not take hold in Peter, the keys mean nothing. Authority means nothing. Status means nothing. All the trappings of power mean nothing if you're not a servant. If you do not pour yourself out on behalf of others. So Peter says, uh, Lord, then not only my feet, but my hands and my head as well. From one extravagance to the other. That's, that's Peter. Uh, Peter's hot or cold. He's never lukewarm. You can say that for him. That's for sure. And Jesus says, The man who has bathed has no need to wash, except for his feet. For he is entirely clean as you are, though not all, because Judas was not. And the cleansing that Jesus has been giving them for the past three years, or his word, his person and the seven signs he has he has performed he has revealed that's the cleansing faith in the person of Jesus faith in his word faith through the signs that Jesus is the son of God the redeemer and savior that has been promised since the beginning and so after he washes his feet, he puts his cloak back on and he reclines at table. And Jesus asks them a question. Do you understand what I just did for you? And, you know, that's the question for us as we participate in this Holy Thursday. Do we understand at the level of our whole being, what Jesus Christ has done at the supper table and what he has given us, shown us, and what he invites us to do as well. Jesus says, you address me as teacher and Lord, and fittingly enough, for that's what I am. I am that. I am your teacher. I am your Lord. I am your Savior. But if I wash your feet, I who am teacher and Lord and Savior and Redeemer, Son of God, you must wash each other's feet. What I have just did was to give you an example. As I have done, so you must do. Happy will you be if you understand these things. <clears throat> Happy has blessedness. You will indeed be in communion with Jesus. In the Holy Spirit, to the glory of the Father, the Trinity, to the extent that we wash one another's feet. In even the most trivial and menial and seemingly insignificant task, when done out of the love of Almighty God and communion,
Jesus, it is blessed. It is that supreme happiness, beyond the passing happiness of the world. It is that deep and profound happiness that comes for communion with Almighty God. And that's really the revelation of the vocation of the Christian through baptism. To be poured out every single day in service, in imitation of our Lord. It is not simply the being of a good person, a good citizen, a good neighbor. It is something much deeper, more profound and lasting than all of that, as, as good as that is. But it is the reason why, the grace why, union with Christ. I have given you an example. And what I have done for you, you ought to do for one another. What a, what a different world we would have if that were true. True in the sense that we would actually live that. Our homes, our schools, our places of business, our neighborhoods. The world in its totality. If it was not about reclining at table, being waited on, being served, being engaged in arguments among nations and among individuals about who is the greatest, who is the strongest, who is the most powerful, who is the most influential. Think of all the conflicts and division that arise over those things, which is the work of the devil. The devil is about division and rivalries, destruction and death hatred, of all those things that tear us apart. But Jesus is in our midst as one who washes feet. So if we aspire to greatness, if we aspire to be someone, to have influence, it is not found in all the trappings and symbols of the world, it is not in the big office and the high rise. It's not in all of the accolades and awards and testimonials that we may receive from the world. That all passes away. That all passes away. What endures forever is the word that became flesh, Jesus Christ. And this profound example on Holy Thursday as Jesus is going to enter his passion and death. But he'll also enter into the glory of the resurrection. That we are called to live right now. Jesus is not about pie in the sky when you die. We are to live that right now in our everyday lives. This very Holy Thursday, which is unfolding, brand new in many places. It is the day in which we have the opportunity to wash the feet of one another in imitation of Christ. So as we begin these three solemn 
holy days, culminating in the glory of Easter. Let us be ever mindful of Jesus' invitation that what he has done for us, washing us in the blood of the cross, through that tremendous sacrifice of love, that bounded, undeserved, but total, total revelation of God's giving of himself in Jesus. God invites us to do the same. And happy will we be, blessed will we be, if we indeed enter into that mystery and live as servants washing each other's feet, one to the other. May these three days be a blessing to you, to your family, and to your loved ones, and to those with whom you interact every day. Be great among them. Wash their feet. Pour yourself out. And bless it will you be, and blessed will they be as well. God bless you, and may the blessings and graces of this season be yours and all who are around you. For the glory of God. Amen.